So then wow. this piece of shit DMs me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Did you see that someone accused Carmella of being 46 years old on Twitter? Who being 46? Carmella. And she was like, <laughs> wow, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, right, let me tweet this link because I think everyone's forgot this show's on. Um, if you are there, hello. If you're watching this on delay, God bless. If you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. That's just Good Lord, he's froze already. First 30 seconds and he's long gone. There he is. My back? You're back. That's very alarming. A little okay, bit. I hope you can hear me okay. All right. We're watching Dark. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Pop. Is this new tapings or are they not? They're, they're this week, right? <clears throat> these are, yeah, these are from uh, the Battle of the Belts. Owned. They did 12 matches and did six last week and six this week. Oh, the Hardys are on. Mm-hmm. And a sure good or bad. With uh, Sky Blue. That's a new thing. Anna Jay's done with Ty Conti. I don't know if you knew that. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Are you done with Ty Conti too? For now. I'm followed on all socials. Or... I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it open ended. Fair. In case things change in the future. Yeah. Good call. I respect that. Is Bob done with Ty Conti? Do we know? Bob's a baseball fan now. Pervert. He's tweeted to for everyone to look for him on TBS, counter-programming us. There is no way, no, I refuse the notion that there is someone out there that's actually decided they're going to watch this game just to look out for Bobby. There is no <laughs> way. <laughs> I refuse this being a thing. Absolutely not. Um, I'm looking here. Bob has tweeted. He has promoted our show. Yeah. Watch this oh, prior nice. to watching me on TBS. There you go. This is weird. Has this always been blue? Look what? at the stream. You know, like the panel on StreamYard? The people can't watch this. This is hilarious audio. Oh, no, you know, that's like, you... Why is it blue now? I don't know. They keep changing stuff. Have you noticed that? Yeah, pieces of shit. I don't like change. Um, look at this. The wrestling hell of a grin on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well, pal. Um, this, how many people are actually at this baseball game? Because I've been told the baseball attendance has plummeted in recent years. I don't years. know. Am I correct? It's St. Louis. I think they still do pretty well. There's probably like 25,000 or so. Is Randy Orton playing? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Do you know it was his uh, 40th anniversary or 20? 20th anniversary yesterday. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. They he did like a video. How Cody Rhodes. Factual. They did a video where he had like, they uh, did like a version of Voices, I think it was. And it was like really dramatic and shit. And Bob was like, who did he beat when he first won the world title? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, when I had my first beer, you know? Fucking idiot. I wish anyway. people would stop making Chris Benoit references. It's really tasteless. Yeah. Speaking of such, Alex is on the Green Grappler this Thursday. We're covering Dustin Rhodes. Um, very excited for that. Shoot, we're going to get another video message in that regard? I have no promises. We'll see. Okay. 
I feel like that one could be more personal than the last one. Not to it like, slight it, yeah. but you know, I feel like you actually may have genuine memories of the natural. And I know you do, in fact. We do podcasts. I do, now. but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, fair. I may keep those to myself. <laughs> My whole life is not an open book for everyone to read. Yeah, that's good. I mean, thankfully, you've definitely talked about this on multiple times, so I might just get someone to clip it, actually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a clip from last November's Late Night Grin with Shoot talking about Dustin Rhodes for 12 minutes unprompted. Yeah. And then we smash cut to Jay Shelby and like, yeah, the match of Archer was pretty good on Rampage a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. It'll be fun. Nate has just got home. Well, welcome home. There you go. Um, Lou Fez talk. Fair. Do you remember when you did that on Friday? That was filth. When I was like, name a wrestler. We were going to play that game. I was like, name a wrestler. You said Lou Fez. <laughs> Fuck, man. That was Pop. quite the show. The only Fed matches I watch nowadays by the Mania Grins are exclusively TV matches involving either Chad Gable or Randall Keefe. Randy fucking rules. That's that's a good approach in my view. It's a very good approach. Chad Gable has become like, he was always good. He has become absurdly great, man. Like He's fucking awesome. Red Velvet. Red Velvet oh, she's a heel. Look at the facials, shoot. Look at the facials. She still stirred it up, though, kind of. Yeah, but it was like a, a reluctant stir. Like right? a sarcastic stir yeah. it up. Yeah. James Harden's been a heel for 10 years, and he used to stir it up. It's true. He's a heel right now, let me tell you that much. I thought he played well last night. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> Yeah, my worst fear is going to be coming to fruition on the uh, James Harden front. I think they're going to win game six and then lose game seven. I honestly, and I think you know I'm not an arrogant basketball fan, I honestly think the Sixers will, will win it here in six. That, And I mean this with all respect. That is My main concern is that they kind of fooled me with those first couple games. That, like, oh, they're not winning the next round. They're, no, they're fine. exactly. And you know that was my read all along, right? But yeah. like... The first couple of games, that first game especially, it was so it clicked in a way where I was like, maybe there's no way they're, the they're clearly a tier below. yeah they're clearly a tier below the top three teams in the in the conference clearly. Um, speaking of such, at least the Bulls fucking suck. It's just like I went from being like annoyed and then being like glad they just won one game. Yeah, and now I'm like mad that they blew game three. That's what's the cra- that's the crazy thing. That's what the series hangs on yeah. right now. It's like they didn't really choke. You know, what I mean, it's not like they collapsed, but no, they should have won that game. It was there we won. Is the point? Yeah, right? and that's currently what separates the teams. So, yep. yeah. I'd, honestly, do you know what? I'm going to say something despicable now. There's a part of me that would rather just go down in flames than play the Heat. I'll be quite fire Doc Rivers if they lose the series. Yeah, and Doc. Flying a freeze it would be fucking incredible. I mean, even yeah. as a Sixers fan, I'd have some sort of perverse enjoyment out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Playing the Heat, they're just going to beat the shit out of us, man. The Heat, just, they're a real basketball team. I didn't re- like if Fred comes back in Game Six, they're going to the the Raptors will lose. Yeah, you're he, a better he, team without Fred on the floor right now. Right now, yeah, because he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, his ways. Um, one about the Heat is Butler's just gone down with an injury, so. Did he really? Yeah, he's not playing tonight, I think. So interesting. Yeah. Jimmy, the way Jimmy plays, man, like 
it's gonna be tough on his body. Like he's how old is he now? Thirty one. Something like that. Yeah. Did like, they say plays... he's out for the? Did they say Fred's out for the round now? I'm not sure. I um, thought they said he was out for five and six. I think I don't think anyone Red... thought there'd be a game seven, so it was never outright said. Who's Red Velvet Wrestling? I'm not sure. My God, bumping hill! Oh, they're doing that thing again, shoot, where it's so early, no one's in there, so they're shooting it from like the fucking yeah. Look at how tight the camera is on the hard <laughs> and how dark it is in there. Dude, they're literally resting in front of the Universal Studios audience in a big yeah, arena. There's not very many people there. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, look at that. What a maneuver. Red looks like she's really enjoying being a heel, doesn't she? I like Red Velvet a lot. Jack Crosby's a piece of shit. Yeah. As someone actually said to me, a personal friend said, that's the most venomous thing they've ever seen on the grin. You know when um when he like was opposite Jay Shell and just said she's actively bad she's objectively bad and jay show started crying and jack said take those tears elsewhere coward and we were all like hey man and he called us pieces of shit yeah it was really inappropriate actually got sent to cbs in a lawsuit but you know wow enough about that yeah we were talking last night bobby and i about um, yeah he's going by o'neill now (laughs) he's Yeah, oh, is that? Oh, yeah. we're calling him as O'Neill. Okay, fair. Um, so we were saying, you know, when Oracle was at Raw last night, if someone had like attacked him, we were fearful that we would be taken to court based on like the late night grin hosting the evidence of when he said the, the, the actual infamous words, come see me and you know, find out what it's like. That's true. And we were worried about like what that looked like. Imagine Bobby on the stand with his hat on and he like takes it off to. Take the oath. Put it on his heart. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Crosby bootlicking society. That's awesome. <coughs> yeah. It's Serpentico. His record is 12 and 76. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm for that. Yeah, did a TV job last week to Lance Archer. That was fun. Yes, yes he did, and that's why they they did a ten man last night, and it was Luther and four um unsigned local guys. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that is awesome. Because because Sir was doing a TV gig that night. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, fair. I don't know what like I haven't asked him because it feels very um like feels spiteful but like, i'd love to know what luther actually like does a tv day he may be like really hands-on producing i don't fucking know it could be yeah because like we see him so little that it could either be that he's just like watching the matches or he's like hands-on like putting matches together what if he's the one producing all cm punk's matches he usually wrestles on elevation oh i've stopped watching fair last so night was actually good this is a work right these crutches He's hurt, but yeah, it probably is a work to Yeah. It's way funnier if it's a work. It's just says it's a work. Uh, Taz um, got stem cells in his knee. Must have watched the historical Oracle. Pop. Oracle, um, I led him into saying Tez sucked on historical Oracle. I was like, he's not, you know, not that good, right? And Oracle was like, no, he fucking sucked, that piece of shit. I was like, pump my fist. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm very spiteful for that. Look at Lee Moriarty here. 
Nice. Love his offense, don't you? Love I do, it. yeah. It's totally different. Than, I mean, I say that every time, but it's the truth. Well, it's the only so much you can say when you do 1,200 podcasts about wrestling. You know, it is what yeah. it is. He's different. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing Fleet Week when he had his match with – um, he had like a showcase with Garcia. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. That was the first time you'd seen him, I'm pretty sure. This fucking ruled, by the way. Yeah, I've heard that he looked incredible. Tall Paul was very impressed with him, legitimately. How, lo- how long did uh, Suzuki and QT go? I'm really bad about that. Maybe five, six. Someone can tell me if I'm wrong about that. I may be way wrong. Was it just Suzuki like looking awesome and beating him up? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He rules, man. The elevation, honestly, the last couple of weeks, it seems like they're starting to do more. It's, like It's the arena show. It should be better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Um, what was we just talking about? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Like, Suzuki's like a real part of AEW history now, right? Yeah. Dude, like, the Danielson match is famous, but he also is the last on after Ash, which is, like, pretty cool, yeah, you know? I didn't even think about that. The uh, it's actually really cool when his music hits on elevation mm. because, like, the the crowd had no idea he was even no there, clue. No. and so, like, you get like this momentary, like, you can kind of feel it build, like, everyone's realizing what's happening. It's fucking awesome. I need to watch it, I need to see it. I saw obviously the picture you sent in the chat, right? Like, the... oh, that picture's what a great picture. Was that um, Kim? Yeah, Kim. Yeah, she takes awesome pictures. My God. Headbutt from Serpentico. Serpentico's actually pretty good. Yeah, he is. He's been around for a long time. He did stuff for TNA, like dark matches for TNA, like 2011. Oh, I didn't know that. He's like kind of a veteran. He's also a really nice guy and told me that, uh, you know, I, I should be booking many territories across the country. So he's a liar. Well... I may have been lying about some of that, but I will not speak. I will not, you know, unveil which parts. <laughs> it did pop me, and if he's mad that I said this, God bless him. But it did pop me genuinely. He did like a two-hour podcast of us, and as soon as we got off the air, took his mask off, and it popped me I so much. That, yeah, because it only just struck me at that moment how much, like, how inevitably hot he was doing that. Yeah. He then also explained to us it was his birthday, and I felt like a piece of shit. Oh wow. Spent his birthday watching us play Fire Pro. Or watching us watch Fire Pro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Penta and Max Caster was like peak WCW syndicated TV. Yeah. Pop me huge. Max is okay. Yeah, he's kind of gotten a bad rap on this channel from one person specifically. Stop doing so many bad raps. <laughs> <laughs> I set that up perfectly. You did. I'm sorry. He's fine. He's fine. I just the rap stuff's fucking. Ah, uh, yeah. Boys. He's moved more into like the harmless territory now, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would be if it was more. If it was handled where it's like ironic that he's a good rapper, it would pop me more. But like, it appears multiple parts of the fan base think he's Jay Z, and I struggle with that part. Of it. Yeah, that part's rough. Which isn't actually his fault at all, but still. Yeah, the match was quite good. It was very good. I think someone said it in the chat, and I've kind of referenced this elsewhere. Like, I think Lee's going to be the Ring of Honor. Like, I think he's going to be the guy. 
Um, I think they're going to go with this idea that Joe is the past, Gresh is the present, Lee is the future. And they won't be a faction so much as they'll be like protectors of the Ring of Honor brand. Does that make sense? Like kind of the centerpieces from a babyface. But I think that's where they're going. They've put them on the screen together twice now. And it's like, I think there's a reason for that person. That's a good idea. Mm. And you could even like, obviously Gresh is important, but if you want to, if it's on TV and you want to do the Joe Gresham thing, you could 100% decide you want Joe to put over Lee rather than Gresham, right? Yeah. It should be interesting. And then you could have Gresham as a heel against Lee. You could do all sorts of things. It'd be interesting. I agree 100% with this. Apparently he's here for like years. Like this isn't like a <laughs> a little excursion or mm-hmm. so he's yeah. got a really high ceiling from what I haven't seen tons of him, but even just what I've seen yeah. from him in AEW, it's like you can see I can't remember if it was Mark Henry or Paul, but during his entrance, they were like, he's got that star presence. Mm-hmm. One of them said it immediately. They were like blown away. And then they told him how old he was and like they were angry. That he, yeah. Like, yeah, he should yeah, be the read is that he's going to kind of dominate the uh, he's going to be a, a real kind of central name in the industry for the next couple. I was going to say a couple of decades, it's probably not hyperbolic. That's probably where he'll be, you know. Yeah, he's 25. I mean, way wrestlers lost nowadays, god forbid, three decades. I don't fucking know, <laughs> it's nuts. Um, I like this too. Much as I kind of like the initial thought of Lee Garcia you with the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm into splitting like, three groups under different guys and building random showdowns, showdowns as time goes on. I think objectively the Garcia thing was the right decision. And that was my instinctual response to it, and I'm even more confident of it now. Um, it would have been a mistake to put him in Blackpool Combat Club. I, I honestly believe that with my whole heart and soul. I agree. He's doing very well. He's Where he is is a perfect spot for him. He's the worker of the group now, too. Yeah. Like, he's just in Blackpool Combat Club. He's like a lesser Danielson, which is no shame in. Whereas Uta can fill his own spot altogether. He's like the lovable kind of young boy, you know? I think, was, I think it's actually one of the smartest things they've done in that regard. I really do. And, like, a lot of their booking, this isn't even a knock. Jericho, by the way. Hmm? That was all Jericho. Yeah, this is saying. Blackpool Combat Club. This is saying that I wonder because a lot of their booking is stuff that we would like predict if we really put our heads, which is fine. I think that's better than it being fucking insane by far. But that was actually like a genuinely kind of bordering on genius touch of like going a different direction. I do wonder sometimes if the women's division struggles are so contrasted with the men because a lot of the men book their own stuff. I think so, yes. And I know that's like immediately sounds like I'm knocking Tony. But, like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you have CM Punk, MJF. That angle had a distinct flavor. It sure felt like saying that was separate from the rest of the show. And in that, you know, you kind of wonder if that's because it was, it was, it was CM Punk booking the fucking thing. I don't know. It's hard to say, obviously. They need, that's why I think Maria would be a big deal. Yeah, I do too. Because people kind of freak, because Tony, you know, Tony made it pretty clear that he's not just going to, like, let her book the women's division. But her being like their voice, because he does listen. Like that's one thing I mm-hmm. think. No matter what 
you think of Tony Khan, I think is there's a lot of evidence he will listen to his talent. Um, so yes, having her be like the advocate in the you know, the, it can't. I mean, if anything, it can't hurt. Um, Agreed. But people need to compare it to like people too often make this thing of like, well, maybe they're just not as creative. And it's like, no, it's your reputation and your standing in the industry. Yeah. Chris Jericho doesn't give a fuck if Tony Khan thinks his idea is good or bad. He knows he's going to listen because he's Chris Jericho. Right. And it's like, how many of the women can you say that for? None, really. Like, Brit's in that position that it shows because Brit gets one. She has a way longer leash. But, like, you can't expect AQA to rock up to TV with the same poise that, like, fucking, you know, John Moxley's got. It is what it is, man. Like, you got to help him out. I agree with you. And then, like, this is true, but also, and I, I'm not saying you don't know this, but this, this is how wrestling usually is. Yeah, everywhere, you know, that's how wrestling always was before. Is you had a booker, but the wrestlers themselves were doing, you know, yeah. half the work. It's that thing where Booker used to be matchmaker and it became writer. That's what you know. Yeah, it's the booker has a certain read on what the audience wants as well as certain matchmaking quirks, which I think Tony has showed. Certain things he's done in terms of teaming guys and pairing guys, a good example would be he immediately, like, spotted Garcia Kingston as a matchup. Yeah. They'd never wrestled before, as far as I know. And a lesser booker, and this is sad as an Eddie Kingston fan I can speak to with confidence, and I've talked about this on Discord before. Eddie Kingston spent a lot of his career being framed as, like, the brawler, that would do street fight matches with shitty wrestlers. Tony Khan has totally understood his skill set better than almost any of those guys did. Right. Tony Khan pairs him with like grapplers because he knows that's actually his best usage. That's just one example. There's been some other quirky matchups he's thrown out that have really worked. I love the way he uses Dustin. He sees that Dustin can produce those classics, you know? So, so yeah, he certainly has strengths, but I think, you know, Mro Prime says he agrees with you. Like, in a lot of ways, your biggest strength is your talent roster, and he uses that. I mean, that's – I believe that's even something Swole said. Yeah. Like, you kind of get left to your own devices, and if you're she not – You know. Yep, absolutely. And that's a problem. That isn't – you know, there's obviously strengths to the system, but there can be a middle ground. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. I think there's a lot of truth to that with the big two as it is. Like, I think there's one company that has way too much quality control where it comes across sterile, and AEW could probably use some of it once in a while. Yeah. Like, I think that's a very fair take. Like, I under I I also without oh dear. I, without defending like how far people go with it because people are ridiculous. I understand why people balk at that idea. Yeah, because they they're scared that it starts right. and then it'll keep building and it'll. I understand. Yeah, but the way it, the, a lot of the problems that people uh, is people are really bad at like presenting their arguments and come off so argumentative and like yeah, quality control in, in in their defense too. That's a very vague term on my part. Here's here's what I would say. I think it was pretty clear that coffee match last week they run out of time. Yeah, I can't imagine formatting that show being that close to the wire and being like, yeah, but we need Jungle Boy and Carl to go thirteen minutes. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I think a more experienced booker would like just rein those guys in. It's not even, right. not even them because there's no way they pitched. But like, you get what I mean, right? Like, 
everyone does that thing, and we all said it, we're all guilty of it. Man, they pack so much into their TV show. It's like, they don't have to run it that close, though. Like, they could definitely shorten some of these matches. <laughs> like, yeah. 100% they could shorten. Jungle Boy Kyler Riley could go eight minutes, and none of us would be worse for it. In honesty, the match probably would have been better if it was eight minutes. So, stuff like that, like, just having another voice that's kind of got more experience, I think, sometimes helps. But overall, I think he's been pretty prolific as a booker, so I don't think you can kind of, you know, I don't think anyone's saying he sucks at it, but. I like Anna and Sky Blue together, by the way. Pervert. No, they look like they've got some chemistry. Ooh, this double or nothing ad's cool. This is cool. I haven't got the audio, obviously, but it looks like it looks pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't. Have they not shown this on TV yet? I don't know. I don't watch the show. That's fair. <laughs> I def- It was definitely on last night, but that may have been the first time they showed it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it before. I also did notice the gun club in it, which popped me. It's so weird seeing Big Sam Joe on all their ads now. Yeah. It is weird, man. Because like, he still doesn't feel like firmly part of the promotion. But it's very obvious from all like signals that Tony sees it as a huge deal, which yeah. pops me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, what have we got here in the chat? Jason says, TK booking Dax versus Cash out of nowhere. Um, shows how the match is more important to him than the angle. And Fred said, to be fair, it seems like he specifically asked for the Iron Heart tournament. I do, that's a good example of like some connective tissue, right? Like run the pre-tape, then throw the graphic up. Yeah. Like shoot a pre-tape where Dax and Cash talk about their respect for Owen and what that match would mean to them, what that spot would mean to them. Then boom, the graphic comes up and it's like, holy shit. Like you've, you've, you've set up, you've told me when I can watch it. Um, so it's stuff like that where it's like, ultimately in history, that's forgotten because they're going to have a four and a half star match and we're going to fucking love it. But it's just little things. You can improve it, right? It's, and it's not, I think the problem is too often people frame it as being like promotion breaking. And it's like, no, like it's just little things they could do better. Maybe right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Kirby, Bobby is at the uh, here's at the ball game. The ballpark. Cardinals and Mets, I think it is. Fucking loser. For the youngest guy there by like 60 years. He doesn't it's that's actually I think that's the uh game. Which is the uh the what if Cardinals. There's not a game? The, what if you just made it up? That would be hilarious. Yeah. He's just watching Raw. <laughs> From last night again. Yes, taking notes. Have you seen his new bit? No. His new bit is that Raw and Dynamite are the best shows in oh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, Then it's Rampage and SmackDown, then it's NXT 2.0. That's a strong bit, bro. Like, he's he, it seems like he's doing pro AEW stuff, but he's sliding Raw alongside Dynamite. Yeah. Very smart. Um, I have lost my... What we got here? Cash is winning. Oh, wow. Ben thinks Cash is winning. Maybe. I think Dax is winning, but... I could see Dax wanting to put Cash over because he knows that his partner you know, flies under the radar so much. Yeah, But fun. I would assume Dax is going to win. That's just me. Cash is great, though, so I'll be fine with it. Penter is 62 and 31. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so that game Bob's at... Yeah. Is um is his team's arch rival 
against the team he fucking hates. Wait, what? He's a Cubs fan. Why is he at this game? I guess because he lives there. I don't know if he got invited or... Oh, now I understand why he was hesitant about going. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's a party. It could be. Maybe Bobby's going to come and be the life and salt. Maybe he's been booked. What if he's been booked? What if, like, you know, like, when, when like, guys are going to get married, they have, like, their stag do, and they, they book, like, a celebrity to come and join them and drink and stuff? Bobby. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Join us for the ball game, Bobby. First pitch. <laughs> that may be funnier than the idea of him in court, honestly. <laughs> no, it isn't. I just popped again at the thought of that. Never mind. <laughs> the late night grins, Bob O'Neill. <laughs> it isn't even that. It's just walking out Twitter. waving. It would be even funny. It was just Twitter.com's Bob O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> the new lovely boy thing is like, I said it to Bob and I looked at his face and I was like, he hates this and he's going to pretend he doesn't. Bless his heart. God yeah. bless that guy. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of Brett and Owen. The thing with Brett and Owen though is that's like that doesn't feel like the natural story to tell because Brett and Owen, firstly, is one of the honestly one of the best stories any wrestlers have ever told in the ring. Like actual wrestling storytelling that you can genuinely sink your teeth into. But that story is like this fleshed out idea of the the kind of reluctant older brother versus the you know cocky, desperate younger brother who just wants to prove he can hang. Right. Like you, like Cash could kind of be Owen, but like it don't really work, right? It kind of feels like they're just gonna go and kick the shit out of each other. I mean, <laughs> they'll probably steal a couple of spots, but I don't think it will be quite. Um, they'll definitely do a bunch of yeah. The finish is Fred's right. The finish is probably a good call. The victory roll and all that stuff. Is there a chance of MJF screwing them? That's interesting. The MJF thing was was saying they definitely like left open ended because it was clear they were tired of being in the pinnacle, but he's. He treated it like they were still in it, right? Yeah. That's an interesting one, definitely. They've had a lot going on, man. Like they did that. They had the feud with the Young Bucks that kind of turned them babyface. They were feuding with the Briscoes and Ring of Honor where they were kind of de facto heels until the match happened and they were both babyfaces. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Look how big the IC champ QT Marshall looks. He fucking rules, man. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he's in the perfect role. Yes, but he would have been a good IC champ in 1989. Yeah. With Heenan. Oh, yeah. The thing is, people would, like, if I had tweeted that, people would dunk. But genuinely, back in the day, his style of worker would have been much more appreciated. Because once upon a time, being solid and, like, reliable was much more valuable than it is. It's still valuable, but it's different now, right? There's so exactly. many flashy guys. He mostly just gets made fun of now. Yeah. Like, once per time, if you was just, like, mechanically good, had fundamentals, you could bump, fuck. You're the workhorse champ, brother. I mean, Terry Taylor got jobs for, like, 30 years doing that shit. Oh, and he's better than Terry Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know how good Terry Taylor was, quite frankly. He was fine. He had a great reputation as a worker, but I just never... Do you remember that shitty team he had with, with Hammer? Greg the Hammer Valentine in <laughs> WCW? Poor Greg. They were terrible. <laughs> There's like a stretch of WCW TV, folks, if you ever want to explore bad wrestling, where Kip Allen Fry made it that every main event was two out of three falls on Saturday night. 
and they all got like 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. And it is some of the weirdest wrestling I ever produced. Like, it's mind-numbingly boring, but like Pro Wrestling Only Forum thinks it's awesome. Ooh. It rules. Oh, big right hand. There's a match with um, who played Doink? What was his name? The guy played, yeah. What and his name was was he Big Josh? Big Josh yeah. yeah. He wrestled on in a legitimately like a 35-minute TV main event. I I was watching this match like bless its heart. I was bored. And then, oh my god, he's doing the time mask. Do you remember they did the tag finish where like he just came out of the mask to protect Phoenix? Remember? Um, oh yeah. Oh, he's so the shovel. Oh no, Alex is going to hit him with a shovel. So this match is happening. It's thirty-five minute match, and I'm bored because I love arm, but it is what it is. And I go to Prairie and only there's people like four and a quarter to one about it was one of the best TV matches of the decade. It's like bless these people. God bless them. <laughs> I love them some wrestling. <laughs> this match rules. Cutie fuck. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. He stopped taunting and then continued taunting. That was interesting, wasn't it? Like, Penta went out the back door and he just kept taunting. He was like, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? <gasps> oh, my God. Stevie Ray did say that Terry Taylor's the biggest racist in wrestling. Factual. He has had a job consistently for 35 years. Make it out what you will. That's professional yeah. wrestling for you. I want someone to give Stevie a shot as a color commentator. I really do. He did it for WCW right at the end. Oh, I remember. And he was not good at it. But his podcast was fucking incredible. Did you ever hear his podcast? No. Brother, seek it out. Everything he says on it's a lie, but it fucking rules. <laughs> I mean, and you know me, I get a lot of grins out of lying wrestling personalities. Oh my God. This fucking rules, man. Yeah, it's really good. This is a hell of a IC title match here at SummerSlam 88. This is what Seashell Wrestling is all about. Factual, Ben, that's exactly what I need. Um... Future ring of on a television champion, Cutie Marshall. There you go. I'm on board. That, that would probably be a bad idea, but we would love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cut off coming. Oh. Right. oh! What a maneuver. Oh, he's talking shit now. <laughs> that rolled. He fucking rules, man. I can't believe people hate him. Oh, fuck. Drop my phone. So excited I dropped my phone. Looks like Matt Hardy has been overtaken as Penta's best opponent this year. Look at Demon Grimm with his CM Punk slander. Piece of shit. <laughs> Maybe Demon Grimm's The Miz. <gasps> oh, we need to track down his take when Oracle did the pro Miz stuff. We need to find it. Interesting. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. There's no way. Oh. Look at that selling. <laughs> That's just fucking hilarious, man. Oh, yeah. It's diamond cutter time. I like wrestlers that are kind of mercurial. If it was like it could be either great or terrible on any given night, I love that shit, man. Too many guys are just reliably like. There, you know, 
Look at Penta. Look at Penta setting up for this. Oh no! Oh no! That was one of the funniest moonsaults ever. Oh no. I hope he just pins him with that. I love when he does that on the sea shows. He just yeah. breaks their arm and pins them. Fair. That was fucking awesome. I will say, Penta gives as many grins, but genuinely, I think it will go down as one of the greatest moments in AEW history when they won the tag titles and he called his kid over. Yeah. And they and you can hear the uh, the announcer and the referee being like, quick, like, they need to hurry up. And Phoenix and Alex are at the top of the ramp waiting. And he's like, I'm not going to give a shit. I'm waiting for my kids to get down here. That is one of the best moments in AEW history. That whole finish and the post-match. Yep. Fucking rules. And for that, he's forever a fleet legend in my view. Oh, my God. Charlotte Renegade versus Abaddon. I wonder if they'll do twin magic here. Hope so. And just lose again? Yeah. Best way to get over, brother. Maybe it could be true, honestly. I wonder what the end game is with Abaddon. This. Just dress on the show. I don't even like I just Yeah. Doesn't fit their product. She appears to have cut her hair. Do you think she would go over in the Fed? I don't know. They're so weird it's hard to know what that actually is at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Reese said Halloween title match every year. That that is a tremendous answer. Pretty much. It just works one TV match every year for the Halloween special. Fair. Now Robin is the renegade that we've seen on TV, right? I have no idea. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, Mad King says, Joe, what did you think about that Becky to about AEW women's division? This is something we talked about. Um, a couple months back, and there was some pushback, but I think we all kind of reached the same conclusion. Like, I mean, it's almost certainly true, right? At least, at least like two thirds of it are. I think you can be, you can debate the talent. I personally wouldn't. You can. The rest of it, I think, is is fair, right? Yeah, I didn't really have much of an issue with it. Like, you can debate the third one, but the the way they've presented them makes it easy to believe the third one. Yeah. So I do also think if you like remove the brand split and just was like talent, you know, contract to the WWE, yeah. I think some sometimes their usage is so bad, people would underappreciate how great some of those women like some of those women are killer, man. Like they were on this show, they would feel like they're a cut above the, the average, the norm. Um that's just me. I, I mean I don't like if you look at Raw right now, Raw on paper goes Bianca, Becky, Asuka, Rhea, Liv, Alexa. Now, granted, Alexa's out of ballgame, but she's on their roster, right? That as a six is like... I think I'm forgetting someone, too. The best part about all this, and I obviously I didn't hear the interview, but I did click through the, the headline, mm. is like in the Fightful recap, it says that Becky was in character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's always in character. Yeah, I know. I don't even know if that's actually like... But yeah, I don't know. I just... 
it's this like I don't know the right way to word this because I don't want to make it sound like it's not important, but it's just like we're it's the same conversation over and over again. And we yeah. keep having it because it's it's legitimate and it's true, but sometimes you just get tired of having the same conversation over and over again. Like mm-hmm. it's frustrating, but it is what it is. That's not the best answer, but that's the only No, you're right. I agree. I just I I think when people just list match times and say actually the SmackDown win only got three minutes, I think we can all agree that the WWE product sucks, but that just shows a misunderstanding of what they're trying to achieve on TV. Like, that's right. not the way to judge their team. Like there's a lot of flaws that they use women. At WrestleMania, they jam multiple big stars into a fucking tag match. And like they do a lot of weird shit and it's worth noting and criticizing. But when people just say, actually, Julia Hart's match got longer than Carmella's match, it's like Yeah. That's just they don't their products are completely odds. That's not a good um you know, that's just me. And I also think Demon Green kind of alludes to it. Hopefully fucking Tony kind of it gets him fired up as a competitor. He's shown that's that's on the board, so it's on the table. So yeah, that's very true. And and look, I think Becky's kind of brutal right now. I'm not gonna lie to you, but in absolute fairness, she did just like steal the show at WrestleMania. So it's also one of those deals you kind of go fair play, right? Talk your shit. Like I'm, you know, I'm all for wrestling talking shit and kind of having fun with it. I don't think she's anything. I mean, I know Bobby said it was reductive, but like, it's some shit talk, bro. Like, I don't think it's that deep, right? No, it didn't bother me. I mean, I don't, why would it bother me anyway? But, you know. Yeah. Like, Imagine it, it did, though. Imagine you, like, punched the wall and, like, stormed oh, around your place. Before. Years ago. Like, not about saying that and not cute. No, right? but, yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine you sit, like, you're at your desk and, like, I send you the link, like, boom, Becky said it. And you just go, oh, fuck. You know, you, st- you start charging around, put yeah. your foot through the wall. I've never been. But, yeah, there's certainly been, like, I think all of us have gotten better oh. at not like getting mad at stupid stuff. Yeah. Except Bob. Bob still gets really mad. What do you mean? Like when he sent me a message at like 3 a.m. just quoting a tweet I'd not seen about Alexa Bliss or like that? Is that what you mean? <laughs> it's text me at 3 a.m. She's had many WrestleMania moments. Well, firstly, that's not true. And secondly, you're a piece of shit. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you referencing, Bobby? <laughs> There are times with Bob, and if he hears this, Bobby, I love you. There are times where I think we're both like ribbing on the square and having fun. And I then realize like six hours later that Bob was actually mad about it and I feel terrible. It happens to me regularly. That was a good example of it, that situation. Bless his heart. He's just a lovely boy. Factual. The acclaimed to here. What a fascinating match this is. Yeah. Okay, so who we got? We got Top Flight and the Hardys versus. I missed. Is Frankie in there too? Frankie. So he's a ten man. So we got. Or is Darius not? Is Darius not there? Darius came out with him. Is he in the match? Looks like he's in the match. Yeah, he's in the Looks match. Like he's a ten man. Okay, so we got the acclaimed. Are we still awaiting the other heels here? It's no. uh, Private Jeffrey. Party, The Blade, and Helico, and Max Caster. Of course, because Bones is out, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to see Anna Helico. That's an interesting sign. Hopefully they have something for him, one for him, Ring of Honor. 
He's still been around. Yeah, he's shown up here and there on these shows. Natural fit to give you 10 minutes in the middle on a Ring of Honor show, isn't he? Yeah. I'd be very happy if he's in Ring of Honor. Fit stylistically. Could be a really useful mid-card heel as a guy that you kind of rotate up to work top guys and lose in 10, and then he kind of just gets some wins, ticks over along the way. Easy. Give him a manager, maybe. I'm not sure who would fit the vibe, but you could find something. Darius has said he's not hurt. Well, Darius has said it is not to do with wrestling. Yeah. And the response to that was seemingly, we never said it was. So what that means, I have no fucking clue. But it okay. was really weird. It was handled in a way where it's like, it made it seem worse, the way that everyone was kind of alluding, you know? But I think Sean's response was, we never said it was wrestling related. So hopefully he's good. I mean, I think... We both really want Top Flight to get rolling as a team. So when the, when the news was brutal, so hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's good wherever it is. Oh my God, Dalton Castle is Angelico's manager. Oh my, I'm I'm pretty sure Dalton Castle is much taller than him too, which would make it funny. Just just have him get on his knees and shoot like that. There you go. Yeah. Have him sit like Edge does on Raw, like a big throne. They'd never know. That'd be interesting. Frankie Kazarian, he got a new contract. He's going to be probably in the company for the rest of his life doing something, I'd assume. Everyone seems to like Frankie. He's going to probably be a coach, an agent, all that good stuff. So, Joe and Helicos is four inches taller than Dalton Castle. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say he's wiry, bro. He's very skinny. And Helicos is 6'3". Well. Well, yeah, fair. So, so six foot tall. one. <laughs> Dalton Castle's listed at 5'11". So, I, I say this lovingly and not the way that it would easily make it sound like I'm... The last time I saw Dalton Castle was against Gresham. <laughs> so, so I'm, I picture Dalton Castle as this towering. Jonathan Gresham situation is uh, weird. You know? In what regard? What he, he got like... He, he apparently got concussed. Couldn't work progress. Worked a Canadian indie on Friday. Was not medically cleared to work impact. <laughs> Sat backstage and watched the show because he wasn't medically cleared. Interesting. So, like, yeah. I guess you could just say, like, the the, the uh, indie date like, aggravated it or something. It's a concussion, so that's not ideal. Um, it's just weird. But, like, he's not like this... It's not one of those deals that said, don't, you know, don't show your face. Like, obviously, Jordan's there, and he was there. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. I don't know. Just, I think he was concussed on that spot. This is such a shame to think about, but I think it was when, you know when Dalton was doing a deal where he was, like, lifting him from one side to the other, and the crowd got into it? When he finally dropped him, he, like, landed right high on his head, man. It was, it was yeah. really scary bum. And um, he looked a little off, I thought, and I thought the match was actually pretty fun, but... He looked off, I thought. So hopefully Grish is good. Um, it'll be nice to get some more information on Ring of Honor soon, won't it? Sure, I think we're both pretty much desperate to get some Yeah, it'd be info. nice to find out what's going on there. Yeah. Of course, if if he's angling for, for Time Warner, then it's, we probably ain't getting anything for a while. So, Brother, I, I take no... Jeff Hardy is fucking... Look at the way Jeff moves out there now. Yeah. Jesus wept. 
They canceled all the uh, scripted series on TBS and TNT today. Just because they're really? take over. Yeah. That by well, that by well for AW, doesn't it? In theory, I I don't know that it has any impact. Like my read on that would be like the the kind of trend of live sports. They're just going to lean more in that direction. If they look at it that way, then yes, I agree. Well, because like I, I don't obviously wrestling's a weird middle ground, but like for right. them, the numbers suggest that it is like they don't do NBA numbers, and and this is one thing people do need to be very clear about is that. You know, if if AEW does like the same demo rating exactly as NBA, it still doesn't have the same value because the ad rates. But oh yeah, it's still compared to their other original programming. AEW was a lot better than most of them. You know, so maybe they're just going to double down on. I mean, they have wrestling, uh, hockey, and basketball. Right? Is that is that their sport yeah. programs? Ball too, I think. Well, they. I mean, if you have. <laughs> If you have that kind of sports, you can fill the rest in with fucking reruns and save yourself some money, quite frankly. So yeah, I agree with Tony Schiavone's read. Tony Schiavone was like, um, you know, he was concerned. He's always concerned about his stuff because of WCW, but he was like, the cons really locked in, and I'm pretty bullish on our numbers. I think we'll be okay. So obviously, he doesn't know anything, but like, I think there's saints be said. I think he's he's in enough that his tone was telling, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, I at the end of the day, if they did decide that they didn't want him anymore, they would they'll find TV somewhere else with the numbers they exactly. have. Exactly. There's nothing yeah. to worry about. Yeah. And uh, Joe says they have Champions League soccer too. So it does feel like in some ways, you know, if you look at those books and it's like so. We have five sports properties. They're our highest rated programming. And we spend this much money on original <laughs> scripted television shows that are not doing anything. It's like, but that's a yeah. trend across the board. I mean, I was looking at even, and I know you haven't seen it, but Better Call Soul is like, gets a lot of traction. And I looked at their ratings graph and was like, man, that ain't a bit when people talk about how much TV has fallen off, brother. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, it is legitimately, their ratings graph is like, like a sh- just straight down. Brutal. I mean, they've kind of steadied, obviously, once he has a certain low. Same way Raw has this last year or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I think I know you and I have said this, and I'm not telling you anything new, but there probably is some truth to like kind of uh, looking the other way on TV ratings in a lot of cases, you know? Mm-hmm. There's other metrics you can like. Impact's a good example of it. Like, Impact success and value to me isn't getting that rent into a two hundred thousand. <laughs> like I think a better metric for them is, t- is ticket sales. That's the thing they need to, tr- you know, like their TV probably just is what it is. Dynamite's TV probably just is what it is. Like, and I know it's ticked up. Well, I think there's this belief that if you booked it a certain way, you get one point five every week, and it's like it's just not the way. Not where TV's at, man. Their audience is what it is, you know. Yeah. And again. I'm aware of the steady growth, but you get my point. It's there's a lot of uh like there's really nothing to worry about with their TV. If their numbers stay exactly where they are, they're doing very well. I think I think the natural reaction people have is you know, we've watched WWE's numbers fall for years now. Mm-hmm. And we've continually had people saying that 
that this was going to be like yeah a sign of a downfall for them and so people are instinctively thinking the same thing when they see either either thinking that way or just doing it you know defensively because they're mad people have been saying it about wwe for years like which in fairness there's like there is a truth to if you go to like certain wrestling outlets for the last 20 years that there is a regular trend of like you know the end is not <laughs> yeah. the empire is and if you're a big WWE fan i get it. it's kind of frustrating right like the the kind of magnifying glass i think more people will be better served to say they think the show sucks and leave it at that yeah, trying to pair it with the ratings is always a slippery slope because they're actually doing pretty well. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, see, it is interesting when you see like the mainstream, like you see the headline. I don't know what it was, but it was like a mainstream outlet was like SmackDown beats our NBA game in Friday Night Clash, and it's like they're doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're, I think they're doing okay. Like do better, but they're doing okay. Um, something really weird just happened in this match. I don't know if you noticed it, but like. They did a spot and they started taking like headshots of the apron. Like they were hiding what was going on in the ring, but there was no action. Did you notice that? I noticed that. I don't, yeah, I'm not even going to try to guess what happened. It was weird. It was like, just maybe they're playing around the cameras. As to be said, this is factual. Dude, Bear Call Saul is fucking incredible. You need to watch it. When it's over, you need to binge it. Oh, I'm putting it on it. Yeah. That's been the plan all along. Genuinely think it's better than Breaking Bad. Genuinely. But, um, that's another conversation for I froze then I'm back. Yeah, you're fine. Well, it's a bummer to see Darius here in full motion after uh, the kind of weird back and forth reporting. Oh my god, look at that maneuver. That was interesting. Oh, oh my <laughs> it's fucking spring that don't I guess is ridiculous. This will be interesting, man. It'll be interesting to follow the how streaming impacts the wrestling uh, yeah. bidding rights. Very interesting. Especially as they as they uh, venture into live streaming. You know? Like that'll be a fascinating thing. Like when you see uh, some of these big monsters buying sports packages, it'll be interesting to see if one of them gambles on wrestling. Oh wow, is this Oh, oh my god. Has to be it. Oh, <laughs> play a gun next time. So the, the whatever it was that Angelico did was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's a cool wrestler. He does some weird shit. Oh, you're right, Bruce. But streaming's got massive flaws. The Netflix thing is fucking terrifying. Yeah, but I just like when you talk about sports rights, they are now more and more in the game. Like they're going for the big packages here in, the, in this next kind of window. So. Oh, that was cool. Like Amazon has, um, they've bought some Premier League rights here, and that's a, that's as big as it gets in Britain. So it'll just be interesting. Oh my god, what a cool match this is! Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, Top Flight are really exciting, aren't they? What a bump! That was. Back... Yeah. Oh. Oh. He's so naturally gifted in terms of just his comfort on the ropes. Oh! <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. They're going to be biting on false finishes and shit. 
Wow. Matt's on the apron. I sense the finish is, is on its way. Oh. Matt didn't delete. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God, are they going to give him a swan time? Yep. Well, good luck, Mark Quinn. Look at Jeff, bro. Look at Jeff. Well, here goes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the way he goes up the road spots me at this point. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. That one was okay. Look at Matt. God bless. They've the, I swear it feels like I've seen the Hardys pin pro party like five times and they've only wrestled three matches. <laughs> that was awesome. Really was. It's actually a really good show. That was the kind of level of C show it feels like I can hit regularly about hurting a soul, right? That's Let's where Elevation, not quite, I wouldn't, Elevation didn't have a match like this, but Elevation in the last couple of weeks has been back to. God, that to, 10 man is funny on Wednesday, tomorrow night. Yeah, look at Julia in the graphic. Julia and Arn next to each other. They've done that before, haven't they? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, God bless. Quite top fun. flight. Top flight out there with the Hardys is always cool. It's like the most we've ever watched the show, too. Yeah. And they gave us almost exactly an hour. How beautiful is that? We can just wrap the show up and take it home. Factual. Folks, I'll be back tomorrow for a Dynamite preview as well as the Dynamite review. I'll also be on Wrestle Purist probably around two hours before Dynamite goes on. And we'll just talk about kind of broad strokes so it doesn't immediately go out of date. Dynamite preview will probably be 6.05 Brit time, which is 1.05 Eastern. Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, the Grin Grappler, covering the natural Dustin Rhodes. You can go to the Late Night Grin Twitter to find the matches for that. We're very excited about it. Friday, the debut of Retire the Rankings with Joe Schell and I. That'll be at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then Friday night after Rampage, the world-famous late-night grin. Before, of course, in a couple of weeks, we have the evening grin. Yeah. <laughs> want to be on Next at like week. 7 p.m. Eastern, so it's going to be on, right? Uh, yeah. Grin. We'll be done at 11 o'clock. It's insane. Brother, I'll be done at 4 a.m. Yeah, there you go. That's when Rampage ends, usually. There's Big also a, fo- a football game starts at 10 p.m., so the last hour of the grin is going to be me and Bobby watching football. Sorry to hear that. Always sorry we'll to hear Maybe we'll try to get Oracle to watch it, too. Dude, Oracle does play-by-play on these now. Have you not heard about this? No. You know that when we were game free, you were texting me? Mm-hmm. Oracle was watching the game doing play-by-play. God bless. And you know the big MB show? He goes, sixes, three-pointer, goes in. They've won the game. And I was like, what? <laughs> you said, what? <laughs> He's like, he said it so, bless his heart, the Oracle of wrestling. Anyway. Much look forward to this week, folks. Um, there will not be a Triple Mania review. I know my limitations. Jay Shell may do that. I doubt it, but she may. Um, good question there from Bill. Answer that shoot. Feel free. The if I can get my mouse to work, put it on the screen. The football has been good. There's one game, the Friday night game kind of sucked. Um, but the other three games this past weekend, the football was good. The Sunday game was a blowout, but New Orleans played really well. Everything else is a little bit. Yeah, it feels like they're treating it like a TV show instead of a league. Um, they're not really hyping it 
that well. Um, now there's some re- – and then, of course, the attendance is – like, Really? They're all playing in Birmingham, all eight teams. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, yeah. So the, the Birmingham – when Birmingham plays, they come out. they're doing pretty well. But when anyone else is playing, there's nobody there. Um, maybe a thousand. They're lucky. I think that's probably high. Um, oh, but supposedly that doesn't matter either for them this year. This is kind of like a pilot year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I'm more. Um, they need to secure the big television deal, right? Is that is that lot multi year? Well, year? they're owned by Fox, so that's not a. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, and NBC. But they need gave, to. They have a three year deal with NBC that they... has a uh, NBC they... gave them rights fees. But I guess what the plan is is after this year they they want there's supposedly they're trying to get people to buy the teams of that of course that's what it is yeah so that's what'll happen like if they get through this year and then they can get people to buy the teams then it'll start to become a real league but mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting process the XFL thing will be interesting to watch because there's no way two leagues are going to work so the XFL is planning to be like the feeder league right for the NFL. Is that the read? Unofficial, yeah, kind of like a weird, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know exactly what's the um. What are the ratings been like for the USFL so far? On cable this week, they did about four hundred thousand, and on network, they did a million. Gives you some perspective, right? I mean, I know it's the USFL, but it's still football. It does give you some like. It's interesting. Um. USFL does outdraw impact, yes, Ben. As the XFL is the rock now, actually. Dwayne so, the Rock Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah. Do you know he had like six bucks once? I heard that. Six and change. <laughs> Factual. Also, before we go, I think we should get Oracle to read that whole thread on Friday. Did you see that thread he posted? I that haven't, no, I went to bed. <laughs> Dude, he posted like a 24-tweet thread about how much fun he had at Raw. And oh all God. I could think was, like, what would be the soundtrack to this monologue? Like, if we, if, we, if we in an ideal world, if we could, you know, use actual music, like, it has to be, like, a ballad, right? It has to be, like, a it has to be a love track, I think. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it would be, though. Yeah, folks. I haven't read it for... yet, so. Fair. <laughs> folks, try and come up with suggestions. Send them my way. We won't actually be able to implement them at all, but just imagine. Um, I've already pitched all the shows. You know the deal. Um, and in the meantime... I guess we need to do the outro. Oh, fucking no. Enjoy the outro. Bye.